This, 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 this is mythical. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So finding the perfect place is easier than ever and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom. And you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them, because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you know that's what we were talking about? Yes. Pets so that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Link. And I'm Red. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are giving you a mix and match of some of the greatest ever rabbit hole episodes. That's right. It's a mashup episode today because we're taking a break actually from recording this week and the next three weeks with Ear Biscuits. But don't worry, we're always going to give you a special experience that you can have, and this is this is one of those. It's a mashup. We'll be back on July 17th mm -hmm. with an all-new Ear Biscuit. Until then, you can enjoy episodes like this. We're going to be talking about uh, everything from our biggest fears, if you can actually die from lack of sleep, exploring whether or not we believe in ghosts, and also the world's craziest coincidences. We never knew where the rabbit hole was going to take us, and now you don't, so buckle up for the mashup. I mean, I gotta go with the most obvious thing that I'm afraid of at first, blood. I mean, I'm ju mm. I, I'm simply afraid of blood, but it's not like, yes, I'm, af it's, I'm afraid of the circulation of blood, the concept of blood circulating. Like, I'm afraid of getting, like, if, if, I, if I try to take my own pulse, I just hate that. Hmm. I mean, and it's kind of ironic because it's kind of the sign of life. It's a really good sign that there's a liquid coursing through tubes in your body, but when I touch it and it like, it pulses and just, it's, it, it makes me queeze. I just get queezed. Now, once it, the blood starts coming out, you're also queasy, right? Because I think that's the most, yeah. that's the place where most people begin to say, okay, but a lit, if, if, if like if your finger was bleeding, I wouldn't faint. But if it was the result of a cut, if it was that, squirting blood, the circuit is the circulation is worse than the the bleeding. Uh, ju just the sight of blood, it needs to be paired with something like a visceral a, a injury. Good Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like um, an injury or circulation. Like it has to be paired with something. It's the one-two punch of this blood is associated with this thing, this movement through my innards. Like I don't like anything related to surgery, like cu cutting people open, exposing the insides, putting the insides on the outside. That's that's gross. I think that's why I don't like dog erections. Hmm. Now that I think about it, because it looks like the inside coming outside. Yes, I don't think many people like. I don't even think dogs like dog erections. Oh, they do. They I do. mean, do, then you, why do they lick it? Uh, I don't, they're ashamed. I, don't, I didn't mean to go down this path. I'm sorry. Um, any inj of course, there's the there's the timeless story of me opening the Barbie doll at Christmas and cutting my finger, and then 
at my father-in-law's house, the in-law's house, and then running to the kitchen sink, and then the next thing I know, I'm coming to in my father-in-law's arms because and my my finger hand. my finger was cut because and it's some, like having a like creating that like crevice that ditch that like oh how deep is that uh, like you mean cut if you see bone oh my gosh oh I can't stand it and like so yeah seeing gross shit like that in a movie is just it just seems I don't nasty. Like that. I don't like that stuff and, in the movie. And then I don't like you know don't like seeing it in uh, medical dramas either. Like I got a freaking turn. By the way, like for, I, I'm turn a huge around. horror fan, but I don't think I've ever watched like Final Destination, right? You okay. know, which is just people dying in a bunch of weird ways. Like I I kind of get it, and I would if you asked me to go, I'll go to it, and I'm not going to get freaked out. You're I'm, more psychological, but yeah. I don't like, gory is not, I, like I wasn't a kid that saw those gore magazines, like mm -hmm. uh, what's the name, what's that one that was always in every stand, in every gas station we went to? Jugs. Like, no, that was different. Um, anyway, I, I am not into that at all. I, I think most people would agree with you on this. There, because every time, you sometimes you meet like a doctor, an emergency room doctor especially, and they just don't find any of this stuff gross. And they yeah, are, right. the, they, we, those are the people that we need. I understand, I can understand how you can get to that point or be at that point where it's like, hey, you know what? Some people might find, you know, everybody can find something scary or gross. It's like, oh, look at this like black, like furry material coming through my epidermis on my forearm. Oh my gosh, that is just horrible. Mm, not that gross. Uh, what are you afraid of? I'm afraid of snakes, and this has gotten. I realized recently that this God, is. I'm, I'm afraid of snakes too. I can't believe. I, yeah, that's on my. I'll put it on my list. Is, um, it's affected me deeply. And okay, but you hold the. I'm. No, let me on the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a lot more afraid of snakes than you are. This is a weird complex fear, and let me. I, I, I'll elucidate. Because you one, hold Craig. I'm not afraid of I'm not afraid of a snake. I'm not afraid of if if I if I know a snake is there, I'm going up to a cage, somebody hands me a snake. I'm not I I'm a little bit scared the whole time that like even when holding Craig that like I've seen those videos where they just they just reach up and bite you and their little teeth mark get get all over your face and stuff and you bleed like crazy. Uh. I don't like the idea of that and so I'm a little bit scared the whole time but not too scared to touch them. And uh, I have had a recurring dream for many years, haven't had it that recently, where I'm walking through some environment, usually tall grass, and there's snakes everywhere. And this ties into the way my fear has manifested itself in real life. Now, growing up in North Carolina, we spent a lot of time in the woods, next to the river, next to the creek. Okay. We would walk indiscriminately through the woods uh, yeah, without ever thinking about snakes. And you know what? We saw snakes. We'd be swimming in the river and we'd look over and there'd be, like I remember down in Keith Hills at the bottom of that last spillway, Ooh, there was yeah. a bed of, I think it was probably water snakes, and I don't think it was moccasins, but like I'm talking 40 snakes slithering on top of each other like Indiana Total Jones. Total Indiana Jones. We would like stick a like golf club in there. And, and like, they were long, they were big. And it could be, they and, could have been six foot long. Easy. And I stepped on a water moccasin one time when moving the canoe and jumped away and he didn't bite me. But what I have found is that I cannot 
enjoy hiking in California. Really? I can't. Because of rattlesnakes. Yes, but then I went back to North Carolina um, last year and was walking through the woods with Jesse and I realized I was constantly thinking about snakes. Really? And I was like, in this super focused, like looking around and, and being like, don't step on a snake, don't sneak up on a snake. And I'm like, why am I, why has this fear manifested itself? Now, hiking in California, when you go up in the mountains, over the summer, I went hiking four times in a row, I saw a rattlesnake. Four, like four hikes in a row, I saw a rattlesnake. But they are reclusive and you gotta really get them cornered for them to do anything to you. There was one and that the had rattle his head like you. on the trail and the rest of his body, which was weird and like an ambush situation, but he kind of slithered away. I don't know why this has, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to me. I don't think about, I'm I'm so afraid of snakes and when I go hiking, I just do not think about death to that because I wanna enjoy hiking. Well, just, I, I wanna enjoy it too, but I'm I, thinking about snakes. I, I, I think my, my level, level of compartmentalization is like super human. Like I think that might be my superpower. Oh, what if you'd be called DJ compartmentalizer or just the compartmentalizer. Actually, that sounds like a show on ABC. It <laughs> <laughs> like stars a teenager, <laughs> you know? Like a teenager doing an Sol adult job. Solving, solving. Um, You're like, talks directly to an angel. He has to be solving crimes though. Yeah. But he's like, he's doing it through, his expertise in like storage equipment. Yeah, he just owns a storage facility. The compartmentalizer. I'm afraid of snakes too, man. I'm afraid of spiders, I'm afraid of bugs, I'm afraid of lizards, I'm afraid of any little thing that like creeps or crawls or has multiple legs. Fuck multiple legs. I had a lizard drop the tail on me. <laughs> he dropped the tail? You know how if they panic, they can just drop their tail so it'll start squiggling around and they run away from it? Just separate from their tail. They have an yeah, ability uh, like to a, snap their tail off. This was, you know, you know those, you know the- I didn't know they could snap it off. I thought it had to be pulled off. Well, I don't exactly know the mechanics, but I've always, here's what happened. I was in the garage and I just cleaned the garage. I was very proud of myself. And I was like, man, and I'm like spraying, uh, like mint, you know, you can do like mint spray to get insects from keeping, so you oh. don't have to like do like pesticides. Oh, like ants and stuff? Yeah, and any kind of bugs, you know, I'm like, I'm sucking up, I'm like sucking up all kinds of, I'm just going around and sucking up uh, little spiders, and I, I know people don't like it when you kill spiders, but you know what, I kill spiders, I kill, if bugs get in the house, I kill them, sorry, I'm that guy. And so, and I, you know You're what? You're a maverick. The, the best way to do it is with your shot vac. Just suck them right up. <laughs> yeah, surely they, they probably die slowly inside of the shop vac, but I also don't care. I bet there's a lot to eat in there. And so I think they make a little community of friends before they all die slowly. But I suck them up in the thing. Just reverse it and then blow it into your neighbor's yard. That's uh, what a shop vac I care can about do, my neighbor man. more than I care about the community of insects that in, live inside my shop vac. Here's the thing, I, I was looking at my amazing immaculate garage and then all of a sudden I saw one of those lizards and it was a big daddy. Sometimes they get real big and he was doing the thing where as soon as he saw me, <laughs> he played dead. Now, let me be clear, I don't kill lizards. It's are you, just- Are you fine with picking them up? Nope. 
I don't. But I, <laughs> yeah. now, as as a teen, as a teen and younger, I killed lizards. I killed snakes. I mean, I killed squirrels and rabbits too. I would a BB gun. I was a little terror, and um, and we did eat them sometimes when we could convince my mom to cook like a <laughs> rabbit in the house, which we did one time. <laughs> She like braised a damn rabbit. You bring in a, you bring in a little, ta- the ta- did you bring the tail of the lizard to Jesse and ask her to cook it? No, I didn't. So this thing's staring at you. And but then- I don't kill any animals other than insects now. I have evolved. Okay, it's plain dead. It's plain dead, but I like, I can't, I'm not gonna touch this thing. Cause mm. they bite, man. They bite and this, they, I'm scared of them. They look like a snake with legs. Yeah. And so I, I, got, I, the, don't I got the broom. He was not even responding to the broom. He was like, I'm so committed to this. Oh wow. But then it like the third stroke of the broom, he woke up, panicked, and went right back into the like the little crevice area where the other broom was. Just leave him alone. And I was like, no, 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 no. Cause now when I'm coming down here in the morning to do my stretches, I know that you're hiding over there and you're gonna run out and bite me on the nose. <laughs> or he, something worse. He wouldn't have stayed there. And so I took the back end of the broom and started poking back there, trying to get him to move. And he is like I see him, and I'm not trying to poke him. I'm trying to scare him, flush him out, to get him out of the garage. He does a maneuver, and then all of a sudden, bam! I'm looking in two different places because he's done his thing. The tail broke off right at the base, and this was a big sucker. His tail was three inches long. His tail breaks off and begins to do this acrobatic dance. That is, it, oh, you know what? It worked. My God, this is I'm focused horrifying. on this. I'm focused on this. This evolutionary. Adaptation worked because I didn't see where he went. I was too focused on the trick, and, and it, it, that thing moved. When it detaches, it just keeps wriggling for three to four minutes. Wow, three to four minutes, and then I was afraid to touch it. I left it there for a day because I didn't have a Kleenex. That is so disturbing. And you know what? I know that. Like, what other animals? I mean, I'm I'm afraid of all those little things. What else? I know that you're afraid of bees. I'm not afraid of bees. I'm not afraid, I don't know what it is. I'm not afraid. I just believe I'm not gonna get stung by a like a yellow jacket, a bee, especially a bee. I am not afraid of bees. It, like, what about a wasp? Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not gonna sit there and eat lunch with a wasp. They're d- demonic. I'm not gonna mess with a wasp, but like a bee, or a yellow jacket even, like those little yellow jackets that come around your food, but they don't sting you, man. You can't handle it. Hold on, the little you ones, cannot, that's, that's different. You can't a, a real it. yellow jacket will sting you and I I've know, been stung I'm, I'm multiple I'm talking about times. the little things, the not, little ones that I'm aren't not, actually yellow jackets, I'm not scared but they're of yellow. I'm not scared of yes, those. Yes, you are, and you're afraid of bees. I am afraid of bees. Yeah, I'm not afraid of a bee. Uh, now, but a I'm, bee can land on me and I'll keep eating. Not to the point. Because you, 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 don't, you don't put that energy into out there and then the bee won't sting you. That's not my experience, man. And then honestly, if they do sting How many times you, have you been stung by bees? Not that many, no, not that many. I, I've been stung by several bees. That's because you're being erratic. No, you think they're interpreting? No, no. Yes! I'm saying that like there's multiple times You're threatening them. A bee, I'm, the, I'm a bee friend. A bee landed on me. I love bees. And stung me. Because no, they don't have no multiple legs. I wish I wasn't scared of bees. Because I really have, believe in them. They have arms. They have arms, y'all. And you're also afraid of bats. Is that on your list? You're uh, deathly afraid of bats, dude. You didn't put it on your list. Well, okay. All right, it's we've not, got, it's so not a we, comprehensive list. We've gone through the animals, I think. Yeah, yeah. Snakes, bats, bees, spiders, lizards, Mul- multiple legs. Um, 
I asked Lando before I dropped him off this morning, what is he afraid of? And he said, I was, and this was a big one for him, he's afraid of mascots. And I was like. That's a common fear. It's a common, I'm like, why are you afraid of mascots? He's like, cause I, there's a, I, cause I know there's a person in there. And I'm like, but they don't talk. And he's like, yes. And, and he said, and their facial expression never changes. It's like, it's a silent, it's so creepy. Like mascots are freaking, Creepy. I was like, oh, you know what? I should be afraid of mascots. Well, I'm gonna start being afraid of mascots I tell you, too. That's, that's a that's a good cogent again, argument, sir. This is what it's like to have Link as a dad. You come to him with a fear, and he just adopts it, <laughs> as opposed to helping you with it. I'm, I am now afraid of mascots, man. Uh, I I find mascots creepy. I I think that if you don't find mascots a little bit creepy, then there's probably something wrong with you, or you're a you're a Disney adult. But I think that you do mo- uh, most kids. When confronted with a mascot, will cry hysterically, and I think Lando's past that point. I mean, I, he's not I, gonna. I, I don't know. know if it's the majority. I mean, at Disney World, no, not the majority. I mean, when you're like when you're really young, I'm saying like yeah. a mascot that you don't recognize. Lando is not really young. He's he's twelve. No, no, I'm saying, but he, he's not gonna cry at a mascot. He's just like I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not interested. But he's not gonna cower from a mascot yeah, at this point. There's a little bit of cowering. Well, okay. maybe you gotta get a mascot costume and find out. Maybe sounds, I gotta put, like a good put him in one. That is the way that you overcome a fear is become the thing that you're most afraid of. <laughs> he's gonna be like the best college mascot ever. I'm Batman. And he's like, I used to be very afraid of this. You should be You should be the next Batman. The, be- the beard won't work. Um, Bearded Batman, not gonna happen. Did you say what you're afraid of next? Uh, I'm afraid of tweeting, dude. I'm just freaking afraid of it. Oh, this is, uh, there's a lot of evidence. And it's like, there's just these few times that I, w- I will tweet. And, and I'm not talking about like a retweet or like some sort of promotion. I'm talking about like expressing myself in like, in like using, like thinking about things and writing it down. You know, I actually think I'm afraid of writing down thoughts. Like I hate doing that. Yeah, because they get lost sometimes. I hate writing things down. Uh, I hate email, but I'm afraid of tweeting because th- the few times that I take a risk, it's just like it just leaves everybody scratching their head and <laughs> criticizing me. Yeah, that's the internet, and I don't man. blame them. That's the internet. You know what? Because I always learn that. You know what? You're right. Just, I I'm afraid of of actually having a thoughtful discourse with the open internet. Oh. Is that what you're intending to do sometimes? Because <laughs> because that because that feels different than the way than the way you tweet. It doesn't feel like this is the beginning of a thoughtful discourse. It does some of the things you tweet yeah. don't feel like an invitation to discourse. It's just like Nothing. I don't know what not not dis- I don't know what series of events led to Link tweeting that. And it's so tough. I mean, it's so tough to know how to uh, like. There's so many things that like my. I mean, you think about all the issues in the world, and they you know. The people who care about the things that they care about, if they like you, they want you to also care about it, especially when it's something that's like, if it's like uh, an an issue that people need to champion because there needs to be change. And it's like extremely intimidating to me. Mm. So it's like, uh, yeah, to take like the serious route here, it's like, I'm I'm really afraid. I don't know, it's just like, it just, it just, it racks my nads, man. To like care deeply about things, but to not know how to like do it on Twitter, I I it's just like 
there's something, and it's I, some of it is the perfectionism thing, and like not wanting you want to be able to anticipate criticism, so you can take care of it yourself and not let other people do it. Like as a perfectionist, you know there is this fear of um, criticism, you know. Uh, so I think that's part of it. But then just like even tweeting goofy, shit, you know, is like I, I feel pretty paralyzed on that front, and I think I'm okay with it. You know, I think I'm just I I don't. I don't feel like I'm less of because I don't, except the times when I do, and then I realize that I shouldn't. Yeah, I, maybe I should just delete Twitter. I like it. I, I, I like I like lurking. You probably shouldn't delete. It. You I'm should not. Pro- gonna. You should probably not follow four thousand people. You should probably undo that at some point. Um, because you got a lot. Of, I mean, I had to go through one time many years ago because we. Are Jenna just, helped me with that. Oh, how many do you follow now? Oh, yeah, I, I helped you unfollow things, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many people I'm following. Oh, now. so you reduced the amount. I reduced Because we used to like follow everybody who followed us. Yeah, and then some of okay. them were taken over by really weird accounts. Oh. Yeah, there was, you uh. were following some really weird things. Ear Biscuits is supported by Superfeet. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Well, guess what? Your feet don't have to hurt. When you add the signature orthotic shape of Superfeet insoles to your shoes, you give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. Superfeet insoles are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. Since 1977, Superfeet has helped millions of people worldwide experience the life-changing magic of comfy, pain-free feet. Superfeet insoles upgrade the fit, feel, and function of your footwear to help you feel your best. The signature orthotic shape of Superfeet gives your feet the right type of support where you need it most. Physicians not only recommend Superfeet to their patients, they wear Superfeet insoles in their own shoes. Superfeet is the number one doctor worn and recommended insole. Superfeet has thousands of five-star reviews and is the insole of choice for top athletes on the field, on the ice, and on the slopes, and everywhere in between. Superfeet has a wide range of insoles for every activity, every shoe, and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick online quiz. We took the quiz, we've got our Mm -hmm. our insoles coming, they're on their way. You just answer a few short questions and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you. Visit superfeet.com and enter the promo code EAR at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Shanice. Lost Girl 23 on Twitter said, not mine, just to get that out of the way, but okay. my parents were, this is kinda like your Vietnam story, were Flower Girl and Page Boy. Now, we'll come back to Page Boy. To the same wedding, because my dad was the nephew of the groomsman, and my grandmother was friends with the bride. My parents are not related. Ha ha ha. Sweaty emoji, sweaty laughing emoji. The only. They only realized when they got married themselves. Okay, so there's they only realized when they got married. There's no connection between the two families. What, what about Page Boy? Can we can we go there? Is this is Page Boy mean the ring bearer? Uh, I'm gonna say. Or do they bring a pager to this wedding? Yeah, I, I think it's on a pillow, but it's the pager instead of a ring. Because he's like a, he was he was a doctor or was, a drug dealer. Uh, the guy getting married was a drug dealer, and no, he was just uh, an EMT. He's EMT. He's an EMT. And I was so, a okay. I right. was a ring bearer in my aunt Tisi's wedding. 
You remember it? The little no, I don't remember it. Of course, uh, you know, you got all the 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 wedding pictures, and I had a pillow with the with the. I guess both rings were on it. That's a lot to entrust, like a a, a little child young enough to not remember it. And also, like I'd ha- I'd have trouble not eating one of the rings the way I was at that <laughs> age. I would just put things in my mouth. I mean, I was like, that's pr- I guarantee I was you like that's four, I was four years old. How many ring bearers I was smart enough swallow not the ring every eat year? Eat a ring. And then they were like, oh crap, well we have to delay the wedding. How long does it take a ring to get through a toddler's digestive system? Hmm. Or do you just have the wedding and Write then be that like, down. let's do a, we'll just do a, a like a temporary ring or a pager in this case. Maybe that's what happened. Were you ever in a ring bearer? Or? How many weddings have you been in, just by the way? How many weddings have I been in? Well, you were in my as wedding. Ch- as a child, none. Mm-hmm. I was only in my, my Aunt TC's wedding, I believe. My first wedding that I was in was my brother's. Which might be the first wedding that you weren't in that wedding. Well, I wasn't in Cole's wedding. You came to it, though. Well, yeah, I attended the wedding, I think. It was in, yeah, it was in Indiana. In Indiana, we drove yeah. to Chicago, remember That's that? That's right, yeah. Unauthorized. Yeah. That was awesome, yeah. yeah. We we actually drove to Indiana. We picked up your granddad, he was, uh, he was um, On the, yeah, thumbing. He was, he, well, no. He <laughs> got it backwards. My granddad picked us up. Yeah, we were we were hitchhiking. We were in uh, Rensselaer, Indiana, and my grandfather, my dad's dad, who lived in Michigan, who we didn't have the best of, of relationships with. <laughs> um, I had seen him maybe once in my life, he decides that he can make the drive down to uh, Indiana to see my brother get married. And Link and I had driven a car from North Carolina to Indiana at like age, whatever we were, 17, 17 at the time. Probably. And, uh, but then for some reason when we got there, we no longer had use of the car because somebody else was using it, my dad or Cole or somebody. Yeah, they needed the extra car for something. And at that point, me and you were like, let's explore this town. We're not staying town. here. Well, and well, well, I'm, I'm not staying here at the rehearsal not, or whatever. I'm yeah, we drove to Chicago. We did that. Yeah. But I'm saying, other than driving to Chicago, we were walking, after we got rid of the car, we were walking around in Rensselaer, Indiana, and an old man pulls up and rolls down the window, and it's my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Talk about a coincidence. And I literally have seen this guy once in my life. And he's like, You need a ride? He knew who you were. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah. And we got in there, and he was like, Yeah. I don't know about this town. It's got more churches than liquor stores. You remember him saying that? Yeah. Because I was in the car, I don't remember that. I yeah. remember like, wow, to be Rhett's granddad, this, this is kind of a, this is kind of a. This weird interaction. relationship. <laughs> I mean, he did, I just didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know him. Yeah. But I never, I'll never forget that line. There's more, he didn't, I don't know about this town. There's more churches than liquor stores. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was how he judges how comfortable he would be with the town. <laughs> Oh man. Um, and after that, did you ever see him again? Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I think I saw him twice. I think I saw him once when I was probably like 10 and then once when my brother got married. He didn't show up for your wedding. He did not. He did not show up. I've never even thought, really thought. I mean, we literally had very little relationship with him. It's not like a broken relationship that was, that I used to remember him and it was broken. It was just never, it never happened. So I don't really think much about it. Um, Except for that story, which we do think about occasionally. Yeah, right. Um, If he wasn't in town for the wedding, That'd be one hell of a coincidence. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Oh, what what are you doing here? 
But again, I think this is a really cool story for your parents, and I'm sure your parents tell this story, Shanice, to friends. But if you grow up, but, but if you like, if you're connected to people in a town who get married, and then like. Well, they didn't realize it until they got married. That's that's what makes it weird. Like, like maybe they didn't live in the town, or they moved away, or something, or I don't know. But this I mean, is I need more details to be wowed. This is not magic. I mean, ultimately, what we're saying is this is just a coincidence. It's cool. It's cute, and uh, your parents they have a really cool story that they can tell. But it's not magic. No magic occurred here. I think this is a good one. Jen Everson at Jenny White E. Or Jenny Whitey, I don't know, double E at the end. My husband and I went to the same uni. Uh-oh, your, your British is showing, or I don't know, wherever you're, your, your non-American use of university. Yeah, We don't say uni here. No, we don't. It just, right. yeah. it, it kind of reminds me, it's like saying like any Audi or uni. It's mm. like a third type of belly button. Right, yeah. My husband and I went to the same uni but didn't meet during that time. Near the start of our relationship, we were walking past the house I had last lived in, and he told me he had also lived there only five years earlier, in the same bedroom. So crazy, what a small, weird world. Well, it's not as weird as if he would have said, you know what, I live there in this room. Anima vampire. Under the bed that you slept in. Yeah, right. Uh, and you just never knew it. That's pretty cool, I mean, you get married, you have this, you know, obviously you, you you found this connection, you found your soulmate, and then you realize that you slept in the same place only five years apart? I have a theory here that I think might hold some water. Magic? It's not definitely not magic, this is all science. Um, now, you know, having uh, made an ad for sleepbetter.org back in the day to try to get people to replace their pillow. <clears throat> Just how many dead skin cells a person sheds. A lot. Um, okay, I, okay, recent, what's happening? Recently, I was watching something and they were talking about dust and they were like, in your house, if you just go up to a shelf, like a top shelf that you haven't been to in a while and you run your finger across that dust, a very high percentage of that dust, if not most of it, is dead skin cells from the people who live in the house. Wow. Now, I just the heard majority? that one time, and maybe it's not true that it's the majority, but a lot. And the number of skin, the, the, the amount of pounds of skin that you shed in a week, or there's, you just are getting rid of a lot more of yourself than you, than you realize. Yeah. And every nine years, your entire body is new. Every single cell in your body, even the ones that take a long time to like, turn over, like your liver cells, all everything is new. So wow. while your husband, now who lived there first? He, he also did. He lived. did five years earlier. So your husband's living in this bedroom, he is just shedding himself all <laughs> over the bedroom. I mean, he, 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 he will forever, he's still in that bedroom. He's shedding the bed? He's shedding the bed, he's shedding the walls, he's shedding the ceiling. Your husband is all over this room and it's almost like the essence of husband. It might be a different bed. I was probably not, definitely not the same bedding. No, it's not, he's the walls. But the walls. Walls, the floor, mm. the, definitely the ceiling. Nobody dusts the ceiling. Mm. Oh. And then you go. I do. Into this room <laughs> and you live for some specified period of time. 
And we already know. Your skin cells and his skin cells make a skin cell baby. That's not what happened. That then. That, you can't get pregnant it, that it way. It flies around like a fairy and introduces the two no, of you see, together. Now, now you're getting into magic. Now here's another scientific principle at play. I think we talked about this. We tried to do an episode of GMM about this and it didn't work. Uh, it was one of those experimental episodes where we had different people wear different shirts and then you smelled them and decided if you were like, we tried to guess who it was, but it was based on a study that had been done which is based on people's pheromones and sort of like just general body odor, you, different people are attracted to different sort of, for lack of a better word, flavor profiles of other people. I don't think that was science, I think it was just some person who we had on the show who said they could do a personality profile based on what people That was like. different. Okay. But no, but th no, cause there was a study that was done where it was like, if okay, say if I if if me, as a uh, a heterosexual man who is attracted to women, were to smell ten women's shirts that they had worn, and I rank them according to which one which smell I was most attracted to, if you were then to show me those women, I might, I would be more likely to order them in my level of attraction to them based on what I the, the smell, like that's what the study kind of in general said. Huh. So. What I'm saying is that I believe that We almost Jen, did an episode of GMM called Do White People Smell Like Cheese? We did, we did. That was pitched to us, but we never did it. We, did, we decided against that. But spoiler alert, we, we do. do. Jen, what happened in your situation is your husband had shed your, in the room <laughs> and you became, you breathed him in over the course of the time that you lived there and whether or not you had a natural connection with that, just exposure therapy, being exposed to the leftover husband that is in that room over wow. the course of the time you left lived there, you became primed. Developed an affinity. Yes. Uh. It's just like when you're trying to get rid of a peanut allergy and you give a little bit of peanut to a person over a period of time. So now it's like her husband is the peanut. She doesn't have an allergy to him but in the same way that you can get rid of an allergy, you can enhance an attraction. And that is precisely and scientifically and definitively what happened in this case, and that is why you're together today. CV Films at Technoboy652. Once I was driving in this parking lot and got cut off, forcing me into a curb, which popped my tire. I start driving away and realize the tire is popped. I like how he's using the term popped. Popped the tire. So I Pull across the street into a small parking lot to inspect it. I looked up and I had pulled directly into a tire store. This might be magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's serendipity, you know. Um, you pop your tire and then you, I mean, it's kinda like, I remember the one time that I was driving, back in North Carolina, I was driving from um, Holly Springs to Apex and I got pulled over by a cop and I could, there was I had to find the right a bit of curb to pull over on, and when I finally found it to pull over, the cop behind me the whole time, I looked up and it was the police department. I was at the police station. I'll go straight, just book me now. <laughs> yes, uh, I remember that. So I know the feeling. So it's like, I, you know, you feel the need to explain. It's kind of a different feeling. You feel the need to explain. I didn't mean to, I didn't even know this was a tire shop. I just, you know, it's just here I am. Well, I think that, this is all about perspective. You got the guy who has busted his tire, popped his tire, 
who pulls in and he's like, isn't this awesome? And this is crazy. This is crazy that it has pulled into this tire place. And the tire guys who work at the tire place are like, oh, there's another guy who thinks it's a great coincidence that he popped his tire on that curb that busts everybody's tire. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it might. they might have like spike strips. They might, they might be it's drawing. It's intentional. Yeah, they might be drawing people in. Might be yeah. more than just a curb, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't just a curb. It might, it might it be sabotage. A, a, a tire Ponzi scheme. A tire popping Ponzi scheme. I bet you they didn't do that. Let's be, let's believe the best. I mean, this is it is a good feeling. Here's the thing that did excite me about talking about coincidences, coinky dinks, large and small, is the when you experience it, there's like this elation. It's like oh, I'm at a tire shop, this is so perfect. Like this is lined up. You know, that's most of the time it's like inexplicable, but for it to be so serendipitously service oriented is really nice. But even when it's just kind of crazy, like man, we were we were in the same wedding as kids and now we're married. Uh, it feels cool, it feels cool, right? Yeah. I mean, do you remember the the main, uh, coincidence that I'd love to hear again is is the wild horses one, and we can get back to the tire guy. Okay, the wild horses story. Because this one highlights perfectly the thrill of experiencing a coincidence. Like you may not know the meaning, but you feel like there should be a meaning because it's just so crazy that it happened. And it's a shared experience that when you tell it, it's never as good as when you experienced it. But it brings up other people's experiences, so you, at least you can share in that. And that's what I want. I don't remember what year it was. Let's just say 2005. <clears throat> because it was in the aughts. Okay. I'm with my brother-in-law, Chris, in a boat at the North Carolina beach, specifically in the sound between Emerald Isle and the mainland near Beaufort, North Carolina. Okay. This is a new boat that Chris has gotten that bought, he bought from his brother, I think. So we're kind of like feeling like this freedom of like, man, we just, we, we got a boat. We can go anywhere on this intercoastal waterway. Yep. And that's not like an expression that I made up. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So we're in the boat and you know, the the coast of North Carolina has got the Outer Banks, but it's not just the mainland and then like, you know, a long strip of, there's all kinds of little islands all around if you look at the map of the coast, right? Mm -hmm. Some are small, some are big, there's just a bunch of them. And as we're kind of going through the sound, I see these little marsh covered islands, some have trees on them, and I'm like, you know, there's an, there's an island somewhere on the coast of North Carolina that has wild horses on it. And Chris is like, no. I'm like, yeah, like I, I, there's, um, I think it has something to do with maybe like the Spanish came over here hundreds of years ago and some horses got out and now there's like a wild population, like Undomesticated. Of wild horses yeah. that live on some island. I was like, I don't think it's anywhere around here. But there are there are horses, there are wild horses somewhere. So, I mean, we moved on. We started talking about other things. Mm -hmm. And then we just start going, like he's like, you know, got the pedal to the metal, we're just flying through the sound. 
you can't hear anything. We're playing the radio. The whole time we've been playing the radio, but we can't hear anything when the, you're going full bore. Mm-hmm. And we're going past this island, and all of a sudden, we look to our right, and out from like behind a tree, this horse <laughs> like comes up and like comes up and like g- turns away s- sideways so that like we can see the whole horse body. Wow. Like it's displaying itself to us. Uh, what did he say? The horse said nothing. Okay. Chris immediately stops accelerating. Yeah. And the Vroom. boat and the boat slow, slows down, and we're just idling. And we look at each other like, "What in the world?" And he's like looking at me like, "I can't believe this is happening." Then, because the boat is no longer making any noise because we're idling, we hear the song that is playing on the radio, and the song that is currently playing on the radio is "Wild Horses" by Rolling Stones. <laughs> Crazy man. That's crazy. And then, do, do you remember what you did? You just kind of you looked at each other, wide eyed, right? And you were like, "Are you? Are we really here for this?" Right? Yeah. It was. It was mind. It's a great feeling. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With twenty four seven U S based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ear Biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma? Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. All right, have at it, man. Use your spooky voice. This is from Sasa. Sasa the Vilber? The the evil bear. The evil bear. (laughs) That makes a lot more sense. My biggest scare is more spiritual. When I was 12, I was alone at home, and I saw that on my bed was a dip, like someone was sitting on the bed. When I did a double take, I saw the tip lift. No, the dip lift is what she meant to write. (laughs) I saw the dip lift, like when someone stands up. I hid in the living room. Hashtag ear biscuits. Okay. That's that's kind of mild. I mean, you Could saw it be a you faulty saw, mattress. You saw a divot in your mattress that then plumpified? At age 12? Yeah, age 12. How reliable are you at age 12? You're very, I mean, just 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 talking hormones alone. Like if a 12-year-old reporter <laughs> came to you I mean, first of all. Does he have a hat? Does it say press <laughs> no on one, the hat? No one trusts the media anymore anyway, much less a 12-year-old reporter. So 12-year-old reporter comes up and is just I like, believe the children journalists are our future. Aliens landed in Belarus. You'd be like, okay, 
prove it, 12 year old. I think Sa Sasa, I think you gotta, you gotta be looking for s spooky things in order to see something like that. I don't think, because that's not an attention grabbing thing. It's not a cupboard slamming. You know, it's not, it's not someone like a possessed person yelling at you that normally loves you. I don't know. I mean, listen. I don't. I, I don't. I don't discount it. I just think it's. But what you a bit just, you just did. I think it's a nit, bit nitpicky. Oh, and to make it clear, I mean, we're not trying to pick these apart, even though we just did with that one. Uh, I'm open to this. I just don't. I think you have to be looking for something to spook you to see something that detailed. That subtle. Yeah. Well, you don't know how big the dip was. I mean, what if this was a thick ghost? Hmm. You know, it depends on how big the how, how much the bed is being deformed. Like if I'm in a certain mindset, anything could scare me. Like when you make me watch the scary movies and then for the next week or so, as I've said before, I ain't ashamed to say it, I get scared taking out the trash. Mm -hmm. I mean there's like a, there's a dark area where the trash can should go. I also get scared, not necessarily taking the trash out. Uh, I have to run, I, I take the trash out and then I kinda run back. But like, like I told like you, when I'm by myself in the woods, I get scared and it is because of all the the things that I put into my mind with horror movies and, and horror books. But that won't, I can't stop though. The thing that happened to me in my camping trip is not something that I, you know, I, to a fault, I wasn't ready for something spooky to happen. Yeah, that's been I made mean, clear with people's reactions to your, yeah. to your story <laughs> of you not going outside when your wife was offered, well, was asked about hot dogs. At Golden Cheesy, William Meard tweeted, spooky voice. When I was nine or 10, already we we don't even remember what age we were. <laughs> no, oh, when I was nine and 10, let's say that, we moved into a funeral home as part of the family business. Oh, I started to have persistent sleep paralysis and saw a figure both in the room when awake and in the elevator in my dreams. Those two years were probably the scariest in my life. They stopped after moving. Okay, so. Funeral home, man, at 10 years old? Okay, there's three things. It's a funeral home with a freaking elevator in it and you're living in it. You're living in a freaking funeral home? It's part of the family business. <laughs> That's wild. Sleep paralysis. I mean, the only thing scarier than sleep paralysis is like surgery paralysis, and I don't even want to talk about that. So, all right, I know they you're, are, you're they are related. You're afraid of sleep paralysis because you feel like you've had it at times, right? Well, that was <laughs> that was an interesting way to put that. <laughs> you're afraid of sleep paralysis because you feel like you've had it. No. I didn't say feel. I said because you've had it. No, you said you feel like you had <laughs> Did it. Did I say yes. that? Okay. I have had it, but I, I have not had it in probably ten or fifteen years. I had it a lot as a kid, and I and it and it slowly wore off in my twenties, and I haven't had it in many years. Uh, but a lot of people report seeing. So when you have sleep a, paralysis, like, you can see with your your eyes are open. Not for me. So okay, for for William saw a figure in the room. Most people when awake, but in sleep. Paralysis. Most people sense the presence of a figure. Like what happens is, is you, your mind wakes up, but your body does not, and so you can. You're so you're fully aware. I'm in my bed, and what happened with me? I would wake up, and I would be like, "Oh no, it's happening again." I can feel myself in my bed. I can feel the position that I'm in, and I can't 
move. My, I can't open my eyes. I can't do anything. And so you really, so you're faced with a choice. Now you could be like, I'm just gonna lay here and go back to sleep. But for me, I could never do that. I had to commit fully to getting out of it. And so I would like start trying to find a limb to move and you would be like, uh, and eventually you like go like, and then you get out of it. What? That would happen to me pretty often growing up. It's like breaking out of a shell or something? But some people when they wake up and they're in that state, they will sense the presence. It's very common. There's a name for the for the person, the ghost. It's like a dark figure that they sense when they're Slenderman? In, in sleep paralysis. Slenderman may be based on this character, but it's just this dark figure. Um I've heard many people talk about it. I never I never saw the dark figure. Sleep paralysis common figures. Hmm. People who experience sleep paralysis have essentially woken up before they've stopped dreaming. It's an incredibly common sleep problem. An estimated 8% of people who experience it regularly um, ever wake up frozen in the middle of the night. What? See and see a pitch black figure? Yeah. Okay, here it is. Imagine you're asleep and you suddenly open your eyes. This is kqed.org slash science. Your body won't move. If it's just something's holding you down, you hear scratching in the corner of the room, then see a pitch black figure. You think it's just your mind playing tricks until the figure starts moving slowly. It's getting closer. You shut your eyes, but you can hear it shuffling toward you. This is what sleep paralysis is like. No, not for me. Sleep paralysis usually occurs when you're, well, asleep. Your brain is telling you to go to sleep and to not move because when you walk around in your sleep, that's not good. But some people have a problem with that not turning off. So when they wake up, they still can't move. Oh gosh. And people who are susceptible to sleep paralysis, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, are more likely to have the surgery paralysis thing happen. Oh my gosh, that is a nightmare. William, I'm sorry that happened to you. Living in a funeral home. Oh my gosh. And then dreaming about the same person. Once you've seen something that freaks you out, dreaming about it I guess makes sense. Well, you know, or it could just be. So I told this story on GMM years ago about my wife and I having. Um, Shared dream. Well, in, in my dream specifically, and, I, and you can go back to the GMM because it was much more fresh and I told it the very next day, but Essentially what I dreamed is that I was in this elevator and the elevator opened and there was this little blonde girl who was had evil intent of some kind and it was very scary and I woke up and I started talking to Jesse about it and she had just had a dream at the same time about a little blonde girl. And we were kinda just like. What did I say? And we just <laughs> sat there in, in, in the bed kinda freaking out for a while. Well, uh, at Jade underscore Jimrg, tweeted, me and my family were talking about spooky ghost stuff and I said how I've seen a girl with long hair and a long white nightgown run by my line of vision out of the corner of my eye and then my whole family starts sharing stories from when they've seen the same ghost with the same descriptions. Um, having other people experience the same thing either in a dream or like, I mean, if you trust somebody who also sees the same thing you saw, then that makes you feel a little less crazy, but a lot more scared. Conversationstarters.com, not a sponsor. Yet. <laughs> Hit it. What's the longest you've gone without sleep? What is it? 
Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Conversationstarters.com. <laughs> oh man, the AI going? heard us talking about it and was like, "Okay, try this one on for size, boys." I mean, I definitely am on record saying that I I never elected to pull an all nighter in college, which is the first place I think that you're going to be apt to stay up all night except for that one time that we went snowboarding in the mountains and it's a good place to snowboard and we yeah it is we went so As we had to, to the plane you know we had to drive <laughs> a number of hours you start skiing at like 1 a.m the night ski at hawk's nest same place same this was a, this was the scenario under which i broke my pelvis and and suffered the concussion but i remember at a at a preceding time, we did it. You start skiing at one. You ski from like one to f- maybe like one to four. Does that sound right to you? Night skiing. Night skiing. They got the lights on. I don't believe you're right about that. You think it's done by one? I m- my best guess it is might that, be done by one. Because first of all, during the winter, sunset is probably five thirty or six. Yeah. So I, I think I, it's probably like. Six to midnight, night skiing. Yeah, and then I think I think you might could go to one, and then they got to make snow over. at some point. And then we had to drive back, and maybe stopping at the Waffle House and all that stuff. Oh, By the time I got back, I I went, I did not sleep. I went straight to class, and I just remember being in my uh, medieval history class. And I could not stay awake, and I was taking notes, and I literally was able to look back at my notes and see the moment that I fell asleep because it's like just, a movie would just be a squiggly yeah, line. It's just like a yeah, it it the line just kind of squiggled down off the page, and that's how I want to die. I was fighting, I was fighting taking it so notes. hard. You know, you just cannot stay awake any longer. That was so. I remember that being an all-nighter. I don't recall that. The I mean, the most recent all-nighter was when we shot Hazel, and we were fighting against the sun coming up. That's right. So this is, in case you didn't know, this is the uh, TikTok first. Uh, we, we released it on TikTok, and then we put it on the Retin Link YouTube channel. But basically, our horror—you know—spending a night in the creative house kind of thing. Um, nobody watched it. <laughs> um, but if you were there for when it happened, it uh, was you were awesome. You were thrilled by it. The think, um, which is great. We obviously we stayed up all day because that's typically what we do. Because I'm I'm not a vampire, and I also don't take naps. But then the night shoot rolled around, and you know Ben had the shot list planned. As soon as it gets dark, we start because we got to shoot in the dark. We had talked about potentially like doing blackout of the windows, but we were trying to avoid that because it takes a bunch of time. Yeah, so it it was, we had one night in the woods which did not take all night, and then the next night, I believe, is when we went back to the creative house and we were shooting all night in the house, and that's the one that went all the way till the sun came up. Yeah, so we actually kind of going on less sleep. I just remember, the sun coming up, and that was when we were packing everything up and putting it back in the trucks, and being very tired, but not being sleepy. I like my body was like, okay, well, we missed that opportunity, 
And then I was like, I'm gonna go home. I don't- Missed that opportunity what? To sleep. To sleep. But now circadian rhythm is in play and your body's like, okay, well now it's okay, I guess another day is here. And I have had such a difficult time sleeping during the day. I know I had to have, I don't remember it, but I had to have slept. You didn't sleep during the day? No, no, I went home and slept for, I think probably two hours and then woke up and was like, I guess I'll just, you know, I'll never make up for this. I don't think I've ever done more than that. What, what I've never done, because obviously we did the same thing with uh, All Night Long, All Night Long, when we sang Lionel Richie's All Night Long, literally for 11 hours, All Night Long, it's on YouTube. Check it out. And uh, Check that, it out, Brian, you didn't know about that. That was from sundown to sunrise, and then again, same thing, like go home. That go was sleep. easy because we were constantly um, engaged, in- occupied. <clears throat> And there were certain scenes with the Hazel thing, especially towards the the morning, like they were shooting something with you and then I had this downtime. And once you sit down and you get still, that gets difficult. We had one all-nighter for Buddy System too. Um, well, Buddy System also, it was uh, season one. So yeah, we've had a few all-nighters, but it, I'm, I'm, neither one of us have ever been the type of person to say, let's just stay up all night and I can do that. You know, there's people who can do that. Okay. I mean, I get when I get really tired, I start to feel like nauseous. It's like my body just starts shutting down. Well, I'm about to, I'm about to scare you a little bit. You you're about to tell me it's actually a good thing you should be doing it on a monthly basis. No, no, no. Well, I read that book Why We Sleep which then I found out that at least some of the research that the guy had quoted in it was not right, and so I don't know what part that was. I didn't follow up. Okay, but what, but he one of the things he talks about is you you basically don't make up for it. Like you can't you don't make up for lost sleep. Like whatever the effects of missing sleep have, it's you get those effects and they're short term, and then of course compounding there's long term effects. And like one of the things he talks about is people who are chronically uh, undersleeping. Like you hear people like Steve Harvey, he's one of them, who will say like, I sleep four hours a day. Yeah. Jay Leno says the same thing. And there's this like pride of like, you only sleep four hours. And the, this guy's point was that, yes, there is a range of what people require, but really nobody can get away with that little sleep. They're, they're suffering, they're suffering consequences that are long-term health consequences. So when Steve Harvey's mustache just falls off one day, it's probably because he's only getting four hours of sleep. That's how it happens, huh? It starts with the mustache. Now there's been a couple of times, I, you know, I told you earlier in the year when I started struggling a little bit with insomnia and then I think I figured out that it had to do with the intermittent fasting thing I was doing and that's a, a kind of a common side effect but it didn't go away for me. But because I'm a, a hypochondriac or I have whatever health and anxiety, whatever the proper term is today. Okay. Uh, there was a point in which I was waking up and not being able to go back to sleep and I thought that I might have uh, fatal familial familial insomnia. What? <laughs> fatal familial? It's a rare genetic degenerative it's brain like you disorder. you can't sleep and it kills a family member? It is. Well, that can happen. It is characterized by an inability to sleep, insomnia, 
that may be initially mild, mm -hmm. but progressively worsens, leading to significant physical and mental deterioration. Oh, Affected gosh. individuals may also develop dysfunction of the autonomic nervous system, the part of the nervous system that controls involuntary automatic body processes. Well, yeah, but. Basically. Why do you think you have it? I don't have it. You I, just got scared. I wasn't sleeping. I mean, it is a form of torture. I would hate, I, I hate it for the people who can't sleep. Like that's, it's just. You're not. It is literally a form of but torture. But you're not listening to me. I'm listening to you. I'm not talking about somebody who can't sleep. I'm talking about a disease in which you slowly lose the ability to sleep and invariably die. Gosh. You're not listening to what I'm saying, bro. I'm not talking about insomnia. I'm talking about chronic insomnia that they do not have a cure for and it happens to some people and they just freaking die. So you say awake to death. Yes. Well I heard you, I eventually. Man, that is a nightmare. And I've, you know, I, I, I hate to make, I'm not making light of it because I thought I had it. But somebody does, somebody does have it. They don't know what to do about it. They can't, they can't do anything about it. There's no treatment for it. You can, I mean, there's gotta be like some like high powered something to knock you out. I don't, I don't think so. I think that you're, whatever is in your brain that allows oh, you to gosh. sleep eventually just goes away. But what's, how long can you go without sleep before you die? That's another question. Yeah. I'm not getting that one from conversationstarters.com. I got that one from my brain. How long, how long can you stay awake without dying? Cause you can go a few days without water. Right, yeah. You can go. A if you're few not weeks sleeping without food, you need to stay hydrated. You need to eat. Yes, the longest recorded time without sleep is approximately 264 hours, or just over 11 consecutive days. What? Now that person just f probably fell asleep. I don't know if they died. Hmm. You know, and there's like you know. You, you, you'll 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 have like mind or body altering drugs that will keep you keep you awake in order to get stuff done beyond caffeine stuff that stuff I don't even want to know about. Let us know what you think about the rabbit hole episodes. I mean, we have fun when we come in here and go to conversationstarters.com. And if you want to weigh in, give us a little voicemail one eight 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 earpod one. Hey, I watch. I listen. I listened and watched the episode where Link was talking about the frames on your license plate. And I was looking around at all these cars in traffic and almost everybody has them. But then I just looked at my own car. I'm hit with both the sticker on the actual trunk as well as the border on my license plate. They hit me with both. 